0: Hey everybody, this is Bishop Brian Gallardo and you're listening to the LifeGate Church Podcast where we lift the name of Jesus and empower every listener. For more information, please go to LifeGateKC.org or BrianGallardo.com. Without using wisdom in your life with relationships, you won't have any relationships. We gotta be wise in how we handle people, amen? Because doors of connections are great. We can believe God for great big doors that we can walk through. But if we don't have the wisdom on how to handle those doors, we won't be able to stay in those rooms. So all through the word, there are nuggets of wisdom that teach us how to handle these relationships. And I've heard people say, well, you know, we was close friends, but the devil just got up in there and ruined everything. No, we got up in there and ruined everything is usually what happened. Let the church say amen. Amen. Um, And so if you ever have a relationship that ends tragically, uh, foolish people just blame the other group. That's a fool. A wise person knows that there's three stories to every tragic relationship. There's my side, there's your side, and then there's the actual truth. And a lot of times we can't see the actual truth because we're too blinded with the spirit of pride. If you want to walk and grow in doors of connection with, with relationships and people, you have to get right down to the nitty-gritty and ask the questions, what part did you play in the exit? What am I guilty of? Everybody take your finger like this and point it right at yourself. If you have never self-examined your own life, if you have never looked to find the fault in you or to see where you need to apologize, you are going to continually repeat the cycle and be lonely and die without any friends. The real question that you need to ask yourself if, you've never had, if you don't have any friends, if people don't like you, if they're always walking out in your life, if you're always alone, the real question you got to ask yourself, come on, we got to be real with ourselves. Look at your neighbor and say it's time for you to be real with yourself. The real question we have to ask is why do I not have friends? What am not what are they doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? And where am I lacking wisdom relationship wise to keep friends in my life? I know it's not a shouting message, but you can clap or say something. Uh, The Bible is very specific. All through Scripture, God does not want us to be friendless. I'm going to be all by myself. Well, okay, be arrogant, prideful, and be by yourself, and make other people not be able to receive what you're supposed to give. we, 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 we are not to be uh, friendless. So what's the real problem as kingdom people. We need to treat people in a kingdom way. Can the church say amen. And today I want to examine the kingdom manual. God, you know, whenever you build a piece of furniture, you get like an instruction manual. How many ever gotten some from Ikea? I hate Ikea furniture because it takes 5,000 years to put together. And by the end of putting it together, you have blisters that you didn't even know you had places you have, you have uh, bleeding in your fingers. It's a pain in the rear end. I hate Ikea furniture, no condemnation to those who buy Ikea furniture, but I don't like Ikea furniture. They have a book. It's not a manual. It's a book. There's 10,000 instructions instruction number one, instruction number two, instruction number three. Well, when it comes to relationship, there is an instruction manual called the word of God called the Bible from Genesis to revelation that gives us all kinds of wisdom on how to put relationships together. And if you don't follow the instruction book, you will not have any friends let the church say amen Amen. see the bible is very specific that friends are needed in your life well i just don't need friends that's a selfish thing to act that's a selfish thing to say i don't need friends and i'm just going to be alone that's very selfish because what it communicates is i don't have to give away what god put in me so why would god continue to give you stuff if you ain't going to give it away we're supposed to give love to others, give trust to others. I was being mentored the other day by an incredible man of God, and I said, Man, I just have a hard time giving away trust. People have to earn their trust. He said, That's a wrong concept. He said, You give away trust, people earn distrust. Come on, somebody. And so relationships are needed and relationships are God's idea. Relationships are needed. Relationships are God's idea. Let's all say that together. Relationships are needed. Relationships are God's idea. Okay, now we need everybody to say it because some, some of the Baptist folk, they didn't say it with me. Relationships are needed and relationships are God's idea. Ecclesiastes chapter number four says this. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one of them can help the other one up. But pity anybody who falls and has no relationships or friends to help them back up. You see how important relationships are? Proverbs 27:17 says this: As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another person. How can we grow without somebody challenging us? I'm let that just sit on you for a minute. Because a lot of times in our culture, when we get challenged, we buck up. Ain't nobody telling me what to do. I'm my own person. I'm my own man. Okay, you you're gonna you you. According to Proverbs, you're acting like a fool because you don't know everything. You you don't you don't look at your neighbor and say you don't know everything. And a lot of times, a lot of times, we need to learn to listen correctly. Because sometimes we hear stuff, and we're not really hearing what's really being said. This reminds me of a story. When my beautiful wife and I were dating, we just got engaged, and we were about to get married. And my mother-in-law was telling me this story about Pastor Janae and how much of a miracle child she was. And I said, well, I know she's pretty precious, isn't she? And my mother-in-law said, no, son, you don't understand. Dylan and Devon." came right before Pastor Janae, and then Pastor Janae came, a, you know, how that works, months later. And um, and they were miracle children. And she said, let me tell you why. She said, I had cancer in my uterus, and they removed it, and they told me I'll never have children again. And she said, so after they told me that, 13 years or however many years went by, and I had a set of twins, Dylan and Devin, and then 12 months later, here comes Pastor Janae, and I had Pastor Janae. I said, oh, what I said mom that's an incredible miracle how come you're not telling this all over the world she said well I know I know it's pretty awesome son so I'm going around I'm itinerating preaching all over the country and I'm talking to this story about this creative miracle how my mother-in-law didn't have a uterus and God supernaturally gave her a uterus and she had three more children So I had told this story probably 10 times and people got healed off this testimony. I mean, I built the faith up in people's lives. They came to the altar. We prayed for them and they got radically healed by the power of God. So I'm telling this story one day, Brother John, and my wife's hearing me preach. It was in Cocoma, Indiana. And I'm telling this story. And my wife's like, yeah, yeah, amen. Oh, oh. That's not the story. So after church, she said, babe, come here. I got to tell you something. I said, what's that, babe? She said, Um, That's not the story. I said, yeah, your mom had cancer in her uterus. They took her uterus out, and God supernaturally gave her a uterus, and now she had three more children. She said, no, honey. She had a cancerous cell in her uterus. They took the cancerous cell out, and then she had three more children. I said, that's not a miracle. No, I didn't. take taking the moment to listen the right way i would have heard the right thing and a lot of times when it comes to relationships or getting coaching in relationships we don't hear the right thing therefore we never see success in friendships and relationships and we stay tunnel vision and dumb and we never grow just put your hands together so you got to listen right because friends should sharpen us. They should rub us the wrong way. Come on in here. You know, a, a real friend will tell you, you know, I just, uh, this guy, I don't think he's good for you. You know, and, and sometimes, in, especially in church, we get all offended. When you, yes, because you're married, that's why you're saying that. No, we just don't feel like this one's good for you. They don't have a job. They don't keep their house clean. They, they're just not good for you. And so instead of hearing correction in a good way, we take that as rejection and depart. You ain't going to tell me. As iron sharpens iron. Come on. So one person sharpens another. So today, here's what I want to do. I want to give you five nuggets of wisdom for relationships. Five nuggets of wisdom. And I'm going to try to hurry because I only have uh, two hours. Uh, Five nuggets... Five nuggets. Hey, Pastor Jillian's preaching next Sunday, by the way. Uh, She's not nervous at all. Five five nuggets. Y'all ready? Let's get right into it. Number one, be medicine, not cancer. Be relational medicine, don't be relational cancer. Are you the kind of person here, we got to ask ourselves these questions, am I the kind of person people want to be around? If nobody's ever around you, I think you can answer that yourself. I'm trying to teach you how to get in the door and keep staying in the door. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Come on. Because what, what do we get when I walk in the room? What do you get with me? You should ask yourself that. Um, am I eating at people or am I a blessing to be around? Am I always moody Mary? Overly sensitive Sally? Petty Paul. Negative Nancy. Debbie Downer. George the gossiper. Sam the not our Sam. Sam the sarcastic king. Super rude to people Ralph. Over-spiritual Oscar. What do we get with you when you walk in the room? Nobody likes to be around petty people. Nobody likes to be around mopes. That's a 50s, 1960s word, you old mope. Nobody likes to be around melancholy mopes. How you doing? Oh, okay. Now, we know there's a time you should be able to process emotions with friends, but if every time we walk through the doors and we have to be guarded, because you, what face are we gonna to get today? Are we medicine or are we cancer? Look at your neighbor and say, he's not talking to you, he's talking to me. <laughs> Proverbs 17, 22 says this, a cheerful heart is good medicine. But a broken, now, I've heard that a thousand ways. Let's listen to the next part. But a broken spirit saps a person's strength. If you're always are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. You're like a blinking fluorescent light. Shut the light off! Yeah. <laughs> the word sap, it's not like tree sap. The word sap here means to dry up and wither. If you, if, you, if you don't come to the relationship with something to give cheerfully, that person's relationship with you will dry up and say Goodbye. Trying to, I'm trying to help you get in the room. Okay, so be medicine, not relational cancer. Number two. Be a giver, not just a taker. Let all the givers say amen. amen. Say a little louder for the people on the back. Say amen. amen. Say it for the people in the front back, folks, say amen. amen. Be a giver, not just a taker. So in relationships, we're all gonna take, aren't we? That's part of it's it's there's a there's a a, a cyclical thing here. There's reciprocal. Yep, that word right there, reciprocation. Uh, I give, you take, you take, I give. That's relationship, isn't it? It's, I mean, if you're married longer than a day, you'll know that marriage is give and take. It's, it's, in, in friendship, it's give and take. It's giving 100% and taking 100%, right? It's, it's not you just doing the calling. It's cyclical. I've got like four friends that call me all the time to check on me, how you doing? And I call them all the time, how you doing? You staying saved this week? Um, we just come right out the gate. You didn't cuss this week, did you? That's what I asked one of my friends. He's got a little problem. I said, you didn't cuss this week, did you? No, not this week. Church people is all right on Sunday. But we should reciprocate relationships, shouldn't we? Come on, talk to me. Um, takers can become insecure and overly possessive. I want to help you in relationships, guys, and gals. Giving friends are not possessive friends. I want to help you. Just look at somebody he's helping you today. You don't own friends. They're allowed to have other friends. You're not the only person in their life. Boy, that's good. I'm going to give myself an offering. Praise the Lord. You may not get invited to coffee, tea, and crumpets. Stop freaking out, getting all moody and petty, blocking them on Instagram because they didn't invite you this time, and then unblocking them. I'll tell you what, I'm just going to talk to you for three weeks. Fine. You won't be invited again. Hello. Hello. Don't get me on in-laws. Come on, in-laws. Don't be pulling this stuff on your kids at Christmas time either. He ain't coming to my house? No, they ain't coming to your house. It's okay, Bree. They're going to come next year. It don't mean they love them more than you or less. It's just a thing they do. Y'all are quiet. It's okay. Don't just be a relational taker. Be a giver as well. So takers will call you friends at times for an opportunity. You You have to use wisdom in relationships. Because not everybody around you who says you're friends are your friends. Some of them are looking for an opportunity. Come on in here, say amen. amen. They want the room. They want the promotion. They, they want to be seen by the boss. So they're going to act good friends with you to be seen by the boss. And then once they get that promotion, they're going to cutthroat you, climb above you, and leave you in the dust. Some people are that way. Amen. But a real friend is your friend if you have money or don't have money. You can really tell a book by its cover when you don't have nothing. Come on in here. Pastor Jay Waller, he has been my, well, now he's Dr. Jay Waller. He just got his doctorate in theology. (laughs) Dr. J. Waller has been my friend when I had something and my friend when I had nothing. And he's somebody I know that will be there in my corner if I have a million dollars one day in Jesus' name, or if I have two dollars, or if I'm eating ramen noodles, drinking Vest Pop, living on the food bank, and driving a Cadillac Cimarron with four different colors that smells like fish on the inside because the window wells are all broke out and it rains inside the car when it rains. He was my friend then, and he's my friend now. He's not looking just to take. He's looking to give and take. Come on in here. Just touch your neighbor, high five, and say, you know, he's talking to you. Proverbs eighteen sixteen. Look at this amazing verse. This is a great, great relational wisdom nugget. Giving a gift can open doors. It gives access to important people. So we can't just be takers in relationships. We have to be givers. We have to be serving and giving to those people that we call our friends in the church Say, amen. Number three, say here we go. Yeah. Be kind. Please don't be mean. I'm trying to help somebody. Don't nudge your neighbor. Do not high-five your husband or your wife. Just keep your eyes forward. <laughs> be kind. Don't be mean. Be kind. Mean people, man. I can't, I, I don't like mean people. I don't like fake, fickle, moody, rude, petty, rude. I mean. I don't, none of it. I'm out. God bless you. Good to see you. I'm going over this way. I love you. Peace out. Peace on. God bless you. May his force be with you. Amen. <laughs> Proverbs 16:24 says this. Kind words are like honey. Sweet to the soul, emotions. Healthy to the body. When we are kind to others, we show the, our kindness with our words and we show our kindness in our action. Like love, kindness is a verb. Come on in here. It's a verb, right? We don't abandon our people when they're down and out. We don't abandon our friends when they do something to make a dumb decision. Come on in here true love true kindness is a verb and a word of action we go to them not with a mean spirit you can even rebuke somebody with the wrong spirit i'm working on me i don't know about y'all i'm working on me and i have learned you you can correct somebody with the wrong spirit or do it in love and kindness now pastor Jillian, when you get corrected by her you don't even know you've been corrected I'm, i'm still working on me okay but when she corrects, you're like, I think I just might have gotten corrected. I don't know. It would just happen here. You know, praise the Lord. Uh, uh, me, that's not my testimony. But, but it's going to become my testimony because I'm working on me. And one of the fruit, of the not one of the fruit, but the fruit of the Spirit is kindness. We got to be kind one to another, don't we? If LifeGate is going to be a church that's a family unit, we have to be kind to each other. Come on. We, we can't play this jealousy card. Well, why did they get to go? Why did that one over there? Why are they in the picture? You got to stop all that petty nonsense. Come on. And celebrate the relationships God has given you. Yes. Be kind, not mean. Let's all say that together. Be, Be kind, not mean. Okay, number four. Here we go. If you want to walk through the doors of connection and keep relationships in your life, you have to be wise with relationships and not foolish with them. So there's some practical things that the book of Proverbs gives us about relationships. Here's one. Not everything needs a conversation. Myself and Pastor Jay Waller have some things we just don't talk about. It's not on the table to talk about. You know why? Our friendship's too deep. Okay, let me, let me show you. Sometimes in relationship, the relationship ends because what we should have kept inside, we let outside. And if you know your friends don't believe with you about the same thing, why bring it up? Well, well, Bishop, you know, I just want them to know that's a wrong attitude. That's not humility. That's the desire to be right and heard. Here's what I'm coming to understand about relationship. If it doesn't affect their destiny, it doesn't affect my destiny, there ain't no reason to talk about it. Okay, give me some Bible. I'm so glad you asked. You guys are great scholars. Proverbs 17, 14 says this. Starting a quarrel is like opening a floodgate. So stop before the dispute breaks out. Stop before the dispute breaks out. If you want to keep that friendship, don't start it. Just leave it on the shelf. Keep it to yourself and keep moving forward. And the church said amen. Because Proverbs 18, 19 tells us why. An offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. Arguments separate friends like a gate locked with bars. Here's a lesson for you. Not everything needs a conversation in a relationship. I'm not saying a hooping message. You ain't swinging off the rafters, sweating, shouting, running around the building at this point but this will change your life. Here's another one. Wisdom will tell you, shut up, self. Come on in here. If you've never been in a conversation with a friend and the Holy Spirit was like, be quiet, you need to listen better. I've been in rooms with kings and leaders, and I I was about to ask a question. The Holy Spirit said, you better be quiet. Shut your mouth. I was going to make a point about something they were talking about. You be quiet. Shh. Listen. Amen. Be wise, not foolish. Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue, look, looks right here. The tongue can either kill you or give you life. In relationships, it's a lot of the men, because we say the wrong thing, they are going to run in their mouth. You killed it. Can we all say amen? We've all been guilty. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. If you get around somebody and they just like to hear themselves talk, run. (laughs) All right, Chris. Okay, he's over there laughing at me. Proverbs 23 says this, avoiding a fight is the mark of honor. You are an honorable person if you can be still. Only few, only fools insist on quarreling. I'm gonna tell you what I think. You should be quiet and use wisdom. Tells us you don't think much. (laughs) Amen, church. Everybody close your eyes for a minute. Everybody close your eyes. Think of puppies. (laughs) Okay, Proverbs 21:23 says this: watch your tongue. And keep your mouth shut. And you will stay out of trouble. You know, it's how I can't keep my eyes on you when I'm watching my own tongue. When I take care of my business, I'm not focused on yours. Be wise in relationships not foolish. Proverbs twenty-two, eleven. 11. Whoever loves a pure heart and gracious, gracious speech will have the king as a friend. A lot of people don't get in the room because their speech ain't gracious. Come on in here. Sometimes we've got to learn to be still and know he is God. Okay, here's another one. Not everybody is supposed to be in my circle. I'm not called to be everybody's friend and neither are you and you have to be okay with that. Well, who's supposed to not be in my circle? Well, let's see what the Bible says, Proverbs 2019. A gossip goes around telling secrets. So don't hang out with chatterers. Come on, don't hang out with chatty Kathy. Chatty Carl. Come on in here. Chatty Chatty, don't, don't, no? Uh uh-uh. uh. Not today. They talk about everybody and everything, and then they put a smile on their face when they get around them. Guess what? If they're talking about them behind their back, they're gonna talk about you behind your back. Y'all are quiet in here today. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here this morning. The funeral of a pastor. I see it in the headlines. Okay. Proverbs 13, 20. Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. Hang out with the fool. What do you become? Hang out with the wise. What do you become? Hang out with a cheetah. What do you become? Hang out with the snake. What do you become? A snake. Hang out with a turkey. What do you, what do you become? A turkey. A turkey. <laughs> Hang out with an eagle. What do you become? A eagle. Hang out with the champion. What do you become? A Hang out with the leader. What do you become? A Hang out with the victorious. What do you become? Hang out with the holy. What do you become? Holy. Hang out with the faithful. What do you become? <laughs> yeah. Not everybody belongs in your circle. Let's all say that. Not everybody... Belongs in my circle. Here's another one. Proverbs 22, 24 through 25. Don't befriend angry people. we just supposed to love them. You can love them, but don't befriend them. Or associated with a hothead. Or you will learn to be like them and they will endanger your soul. You become who you hang out with. We don't let Olivia hang out with just anybody. She's not going over to just anybody's house. Because I know who she gets around, she starts acting like. I know who I get around. I'm not hanging out with every preacher that's got a microphone in their hand. Are you crazy? Uh Uh-uh. Proverbs 16 tells me why. Troublemakers plant seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Violent people mislead their companions. Leading them down a harmful path. You say, I always get down. I'm always arriving at this place. It's because you're always hanging out with people that get you to that place. With narrow eyes. With narrow eyes, narrow-minded, tunnel vision, people plot evil. And with a smirk, they plan mischief. Smirk. How are you doing today? Good so glad you're here. Good to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Troublemaker. (laughs) So just like we don't want the wrong ones in our circle, wisdom tells us we got to have the right ones in our circle. I want to read this verse because a lot of us believe that we pray and get the victory and you do, but here's what I learned about victory. The wrong person can suck your victory out of you like a Hoover vacuum. They're like they're like victory leeches, faith leeches. You feel full of faith, you get around the wrong person, and you're like, "My God, the world's about to end, and all hell's about to break loose. I'm losing everything." Some of some of them are on your row. I know it's why you're not saying nothing. So Proverbs 24, six says this: "Don't go to war without wise counsel, guidance." Because victory depends on having many advisors. You being victorious depends on your circle of friends. If you're always defeated in life, look who you're hanging out with. Who around you speaks victory? Nobody. Get somebody else around you. Who else around you? Well, pastor, everything in my life falling apart ain't nothing good. Well, who's telling you it's good? Nobody. Go get around somebody who's telling you it's good. What you listen to, you'll start to believe. What you believe, you'll start to think. And what you think, you'll start to see because you'll live it out. So be careful who's talking to you. Be careful what words are going into your ears. Are they words of victory? Are they words of defeat? And does Debbie Downer have the main uh, voice in your ear? Go get around some victorious victors, some positive patties, some shouting Shaniquas, some jolly Jose's. Be wise, not foolish. Number five, and I'm in a hurry, kind of, not really. What time's the game today? Oh, wait. There isn't one. Okay. Be forgiving, stop with the grudges already. How come we want people to forgive us like we don't forgive others? Proverbs 17 says this, love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. How many times you got to say sorry? Sorry. What else can somebody do after they apologize and they try to now make it right? What else can you do? Because every time you come in the room, you give them an attitude because the grudge you're holding over their head. What else do they have to do for you to be sorry? Yeah, that's good. It's forgiving. It's not for taking. Forgiving is for us to give it freely. Colossians says it this way. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself. Clothe yourself. The Lord did not put your physical clothes on today, did he? If you tell me he did, we're going to call the mental ward on you because he did not put your clothes. You, you, hopefully you put your clothes on today. You clothed yourself. The only ones that don't clothe themselves are babies. Ray Raylan did not clothe, clothe herself today. She did not. Pastor Janae, Uncle Duran, one of them two, they clothed the baby when they woke up this morning. Right? But if they're still clothing her at 18 years old, something is wrong with her. And we come to church like, I don't have no responsibilities, I'm under grace. You do have a responsibility. Clothe yourself. What do we put on? Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness. This one I don't really have a lot of, patience. My wife told me the other day, she would give me a counseling session. She said, honey, you just don't have much patience. Patience. She said, tell me one thing you're patient about. I couldn't think of one. I said, I, I bet, I bet, can I think on that for a minute? So then I got convicted and I looked up the word patience. I'm married to the Holy Ghost, I mean Pastor Jillian, and it, here's the definition. Patience is the ability to tolerate and suffer other people without getting upset. I don't have much patience. I got in my prayer closet this week and I started asking the Lord just a little patience. Yeah, yeah. Just a little patience. Yeah. I've been walking the streets at night just trying to pass. patience. It's hard for me to tolerate stuff that's out of order. Anybody else? Well, I guess I'm the only one. I got to put patience on, don't I? I'm married to the Holy Ghost. Y'all didn't know that. I got to put patience on more and more daily. Put it on. Bear with one another and forgive each other. If any of you have a grievance, I wish we could act like Christians in the church in America. We don't, we don't operate this way. Bear with one another, forgive one another. If you have a grievance with somebody, forgive them. How? How Christ forgave you. It didn't say get on Facebook and put it out there. It didn't say get on Google Review and tell your whole vomit on Google Review. It didn't say get on the prayer chain. We don't have one of those that works this way. And text everybody you know will pray for so and so they're just in sin today. No, it says forgive as God forgave you. And all these virtues put on love, which binds us together in perfect unity. Number six, the sixth nugget of wisdom that I have for you today is in relationships. If you want the doors of connections to open and walk through those doors and stay in those rooms, be loyal, not disloyal. Amen. Now, now I heard heard that was Apostle Dwayne. He said that. Uh, Bishop Ron Carpenter had ta- just taught them that lesson in their leadership meeting that you you give you give loyalty o- away for free. People earn disloyalty. You give honor away, people earn dishonor. You give respect, people earn disrespect. I thought, man, what a great concept. if we If we could just give it, how much should you give away? Give it away. Give it away. Give it away, give it away, give it away. Give it away. no, give it away. <laughs> right? give the loyalty. So loyalty is this, it's allegiance to somebody. It's commitment to the relationship, faithfulness to the relationship. And I like this definition here, true heartedness without impure motives to the relationship. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 24 and verse 11 says it this way, rescue those who are unjustly, unjustly sentenced to die And save them. Another translation says it this way. Don't stand back and let someone's character be assassinated. Don't stand back and let somebody talk about somebody you love. Don't stand back and let somebody demean a leader, an elder, a pastor at this church. Well, they were wrong. Well, we're not always right. We admit that. We have faults and failures just like you do. And we offer and extend grace to you, offer it back yes. to each other. Yes. Amen. Yes. Proverbs, Proverbs number 17, 17 says this, a friend is always loyal. I like what King James says, new King James says here, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born to help in the time of need. So we, we are going to love when at all times, at all times, but that's a hard concept to think. I, I uh, many years ago, saw a mentor uh, do some things that were totally contrary to my convictions. And I never once shared that information. It's nobody's business. And I kept on loving that person. Uh, I love him, love him deeply today because, because a true friend loves at all times. When we got it together, and when we don't. Show me a real friend. A real friend will love you through the thick, through the thin. They'll love you when you're up, and they love you when you're down. They love you when you don't have money. They love you when you got money. They love you when you got wheels to pick them up for church. And they love you when they gotta catch the bus. True friends. Love at all times. Proverbs 1922, and I conclude with this one verse. Loyalty makes a person attractive. Yeah. 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 So really good. Good. Loyalty to me has gotten me in trouble because that's, that's my number one core conviction, Chris. Core value to me is I'm a loyalist to the core through and through. And I've been in rooms where people started putting their mouth on other people and I say, hey, I'm gonna let that individual know you're talking about them that way. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, they get so mad. Get mad at me for what they're doing, right. yeah. or I'll say, "Hold on a minute, let me call him, get him on the phone real quick." Because you're now you're now you're gossiping. Yeah. Right. They don't know what to do with that. Right. But if I'm in a relationship with you, I'm not a punk. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm not putting I, Listen, nobody puts their lips on Dr. J Waller. Right. Not not around me. Yeah. You ain't putting your lips on Bishop Hart. Not around me. Right. Right. You ain't putting your lips on Pastor Rob Parsley. Not around me. Uh uh-uh. uh. Right. Well, I don't like, I don't care what you don't like. I don't like you. Now, goodbye, peace. (laughs) Well, that's not very loving. Well, it's very loyal. Amen, church. For you to be against the one I'm loyal to is for you to be against me. This is how we should live our life. In relation. Now, if you don't want, if you don't care about the relationship, well, then don't be loyal to it. Therefore, for me to be loyal to that person means I can't be loyal to you. If, if you're going to put your lips on them. My loyalty is to them first, others second. Amen, church. Because we're in relationship. So here's what I want to do. I want us all to stand to our feet because I want to pray. Hope I gave you something that you could take and apply to your life. And continue a cyclical of relationships in your world. But I want us to pray because I believe the next chapter at LifeGate Church, we're going to have a stronger community. We're going to have a stronger family as the people of God. And there's going to be people coming from all over Kansas City to to get to know us, to love on us, and be a part of this family. But if we don't apply principles like this, we won't be able to keep them in our world. Amen. We have to be kind, not mean. Wise, not foolish. Loyal, not disloyal. Medicine, not irritation, relational cancer. Amen. 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 Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this amazing church today. I pray, Lord, you would continue to help us in our relationships, God, with people that go here and people that don't go here. God, I pray that you would allow us as the people of God to be a reflection of what real relationship looks like because you desire relationship with your people. Help us to desire relationship with the people you want relationship with. Give us wisdom on navigating who should be in our circle and who shouldn't be in our circle that we would have wisdom to navigate who to give honor to, who to give respect to, who to give trust to, who to give loyalty to. Help us to navigate those things, Lord. Make our relationship stronger than ever. Help us to use wisdom and not harm the people you sent us to help. In Jesus' mighty name, and the people of God said amen and amen.